welcome everybody. Welcome to the Mental Health Hour. Back again for episode 74. <clears throat> uh, tonight or today, wherever you are, uh, we'll be discussing phobias and aversions. Um, what they are, uh, you know, how they differ, and uh, everything in between. And then, of course, as always, how they play a role in our day-to-day mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and a quick hello to any replay viewers uh, as well. Thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. Uh, please share this out um, or give us a like. Give us a follow. Uh, any and all publicity helps, especially if you enjoy the content, please. Uh, we ask you share it out uh, with others that you might think could benefit from uh, these broadcasts. Um, they're always available on YouTube, the um, video portions. And then we have um, audio podcasts uh, where we just take the audio from each show and uh, uh, distribute it out to the different podcasting sites. And uh, that is going actually really well. Um, it's relatively new for our show, um, but it's building. Um, and I'm curious to see how well it does on the audio platforms. Um, but we do love doing the live in-person streams, so it'll always be uh, a live streaming show. That being said, uh, welcome into the chat, the live chat uh, here. As always, we got Hattie and Eric and Michael Joseph Murray coming in. Tracy's here. Uh, good to see you guys. Good to see everybody uh, streaming in. And hello to Gemma, of course. Gemma, how are you? I am not too bad, not too bad. I'm trying to drag myself into getting ready for Christmas now that everything's all out there. Like, I mean, I bought some Christmas cards, so I guess that counts. <laughs> it um, is time. Mm. It's been time since Halloween. Well, July, 4th of July, right? <laughs> Yeah, been, it's been in the shops for ages, but I really have to force myself to get out there and get it done. I think everybody does. Um, and we don't do anything at my house until after Thanksgiving. Uh, the weekend, the Saturday after Thanksgiving is usually when we put the tree up and all that good stuff. So, hmm. But speaking of... Uh, Christmas and the holiday season. Um, we do have Thanksgiving right around the corner. And and then it will be Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, um, and all of the great end-of-the-year festivities. Uh, next mm -hmm. week, I believe, next week on the show, we're doing our holiday depression episode, which will be the second installment. Uh, we did one last year. That went over really well, and um, it's always viewer requested um, by several of our viewers. Um, so yeah, we had a few. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're uh, gonna hit that again next week, uh, as this can be uh, a joyous season. However, it can also be a very stressful um, financial uh, everything in between. Uh, just very stressful for, for some. Um, it can be depressing. Um, anxiety can get high, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, y'all really liked last year's episode, and uh, we've gotten multiple requests for another, so we'll be doing that next week. Uh, so stay tuned and look at all the socials uh, for upcoming broadcasts. Uh, we have to update, I believe, December and January. We can look at here shortly. Uh, but 
with that all out of the way, I think we can go ahead and get started on tonight's episode, which is phobias and aversions. Um, not something uh, that is solely mental health. I mean, a lot plays into it. And, um, you know, just because you're afraid of something, let's just start with phobias. Just because you're afraid of something doesn't mean uh, that you have this great phobia. Um, phobias, I, you know, I didn't look, maybe Gemma, maybe you know, uh, is a phobia something that has to be medically diagnosed? Do you know? Um, no, not really. Um, I'm sure we can like, find the answer to be completely uh, factual. Um, and we'll... I, don't, I know they out. don't specifically diagnose them over here. Like, they won't... It's not something that they will put on your medical records unless it's right uh, significantly going to impact your treatment, maybe, or something. Um, yeah. Um, something like... For a very long time, I had a needle phobia, but I eventually got over it, kind, kind of. And that's a good point. It... it uh... It wouldn't show up on your patient record, so it's probably mm. not. Uh, mm. It doesn't need to be diagnosed, but uh, no. we, we'll uh, we'll start by um, going over some definitions of the two. Uh, we'll we'll get into some slides as always, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys too in the chat. Are you um, struggling with any phobias, uh, aversions to anything? Aversions are a bit different, um, uh, and Hattie has it for us in the chat there. Uh, let's throw that up. Diagnosing phobias. <clears throat> phobias are not always formally diagnosed. Most people with phobia are fully aware of the problem. A person will sometimes choose to live with a phobia, taking great care to avoid the object or situation they're afraid of. Um, and a link there for uh, the citation. Thank you, Hattie. Appreciate that. It's um, like I have um, a phobia of spiders, but I definitely have an aversion to housework. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's perfect. So let's yeah. what's what's the difference between the two? So let's let's look at phobias first. Phobias, and Gemma, you can go ahead and rattle that off for us. Yeah, so phobia facts. A phobia is an intense fear of something that in reality poses little or no actual danger. However, we can develop phobias of virtually anything. Most phobias develop in childhood, but they can also cultivate in adults. If you have a phobia, you probably realize that your fear is unreasonable, yet you still, um, hang on, yet you still can't control your feelings. Thank you. And that is phobias. Um, so as mentioned in chat and, uh, we're seeing that it's a self-diagnosed thing. Um, something that you're aware of yourself, but it's more, it's an intense fear as it states there. Mm -hmm. Um, these are, you know, let's, uh, let's look at some symptoms maybe like, uh, what happens when you're intensely afraid of something you're gonna you're gonna have that fear that anxiety the panic maybe um maybe have a little um trouble functioning um you know locking up or, or fight or flight kicks in probably some uh sweating higher blood pressure um heart rate rises trouble breathing maybe um any of these things when you're, you know, interacting or um, triggered uh, by something that reminds you, and we remember from our episode on triggers, that's like the five senses kicking in. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you smell something, you taste something, you feel something, you see something. Obviously, if you have a spider arachnophobia, um, you're you see a spider, you're gonna flip shit, right? Oh yeah. Um, so that being said, uh, you're aware of it, 
it is more intense than just a regular uh, fear. And uh, you can manage it. You can live with it. Uh, it doesn't have to completely shut you down. Now, with that, let's go to the definition for aversions. Or, I'm sorry, aversions. And I did that almost intentionally because I found a slide with the definitions of both adverse and averse um, because we are talking aversions, but the, the two words do kind of uh, get mixed up. Yeah. So adverse is harmful or unfavorable, often used with effects or conditions, and averse is having a strong dislike for something usually used with two. Example, I am not averse to taking medication, but I'll stop if I develop any adverse side effects. Perfect. And thank you to MJM, Michael Joseph Murray, for gifting a sub uh, to Retro Maker TV. That is our good friend, Chris Wiegan. Um, I haven't seen him live in a while, but he's a, he's a fantastic guy. Mm -hmm. uh, live streamer um yeah very much i used to do some dj sets uh on the old platform and they were they were pretty incredible mm -hmm. a lot of fun to watch um so adverse and averse go they they get mixed up a lot then you can see why um in the example there i'm not averse to taking medication uh but i'll stop if i develop any adverse side effects so there's, it's both kind of a negative connotation uh mm -hmm. to uh, uh i don't know how to put it uh, plainly but uh it's it's just got that negative connotation um mm -hmm. and we'll get into that a little bit uh let me handle this and i'll leave it with Gemma real quick to go over the difference between fears and phobias. Yeah, okay. So fear versus phobia. So the fear is in the, uh, the brown column and the phobia in the green. So fear is a common feeling experienced by everyone. And phobia is a form of anxiety disorder characterized by excessive and persistent fear of objects and situations which may not carry real threats. Um, the fear it can be felt by anyone when faced with an unknown or dangerous situation. I'll go down the fear side first. Uh, it's characterized by nervousness, anxiety, discomfort and distress. It does not need medical intervention and cannot be overcome by medical treatment. Whereas phobia, it will cause irrational fear that will consume most of your time and most of your time, energy and time. Okay, um, they didn't check that one on the slide. Uh, can cause tachycardia, shortness of breath, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or even panic attacks. Needs medical help and can be treated with cognitive behavioral therapy, so CBT, as we've discussed on the show before. Yes, and uh, CBT, um, I saw, was coming up quite frequently in um, managing phobias. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was looking at some uh, material for tonight's show, that kept uh, popping up, uh, and CBT... We do have an episode on that as well, uh, with many more to come. We have to. We have two episodes on it. Um, we did do a second one, but it's one of those topics that requires multiple episodes to get through. It's it's a very broad um, topic to just try and cover in one hour. Um, and you know, we're not Gemma and I aren't medical professionals, so we're just sharing our experience with it. Um, and from different slides like these that we're uh, utilizing tonight, uh, we share that information with you. 
And hopefully, as always, as we always say, if anything strikes um, home, if you will, or you would like to investigate any further, uh, we always recommend following up with a um, doctor, um, preferably psychologist, psychiatrist, um, mm -hmm. these types, but at very least your primary care um, just to get the conversation started. Um, yeah. So the difference between fear and phobia, uh, fear is, phobia is fear. Um, however, it's that intense fear, right, Gemma? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, I've got, um, I have a fear of, like, fire. I, I am afraid of fire, particularly, like, in, in the house and things. But I have a phobia of spiders, snakes, um, like... I will never forget when I went, it was um, to my friend's house and they had, they had a pet tarantula and I didn't, I didn't know that they had that. And um, the son came down with it in, in his hands and I absolutely freaked out. Um, like I felt really, really sick, sweaty, um, sweaty palms, heart racing. Like I, I thought I was going to pass out. It was that bad. And I mean, to the point where I, I am excessive with this. Like if I, if I see a spider on, like there was some of my laundry basket a few weeks back and I had to rewash the entire contents of that laundry basket just because I'd seen it on that pile of clothing and then the time when I was in my bedroom and I'd lost it and I I shut the door barricaded the bottom of the door off and I thought I'm not going in there <laughs> until that makes an appearance I am that bad with them but due to having Thomas now I'm trying to get around it it's still there but I'm trying to control it so that if they are smaller, then it's, mm, it's still there. But I'm trying to control it. And I have had a little bit of CBT around fears and uh, phobias. But um, not, not, not enough, I don't think. But it, it does help if you... If you mm -hmm. get enough of it, I think, and you persevere with it. But I wasn't at a stage where I could persevere with it. Right. Yeah, CBT helps in many different ways. Um, mm. Not just phobias, but uh, all kinds of... They use uh, CBT for many different aspects of mental health. Um, so please uh, go back and check out the replays on our CBT episodes. And if that... You know, if you need more information, please reach out to us on any of our socials as well. We can get some more information. We're going to do some more episodes, but ultimately, um, the professionals are the ones to really talk to. Um, there are people that are highly trained in CBT, DBT, um, and all of these mental health-related uh, therapies, um, and they really do an amazing job. Uh, I can't say enough about it. Um, mm -hmm. I had quite a good experience, as I've talked about on here before, at my rehab, uh, my inpatient rehab stay, uh, where we went through all of these things like CBT, um, and that was definitely one of them. Have you had mm -hmm. formal CBT uh, therapy, Gemma? Uh, yeah, quite a while back. Um, not not for a while now, but I did have. Um, uh, some of it was private, but they do do CBT um, over here on the NHS, but you only get so many sessions of it. But some of it was private as well around. Um, it was because I'd had an accident. And it was quite a nasty car accident, and I started refusing to get back in the car. So I had CBT to help me overcome that accident, get back in the car, and start driving again. Um, but because I wasn't able to immediately get back in the car and start driving after I'd had the accident, I think definitely when you have such as an accident, if you leave it 
too long, it becomes harder and harder. Whereas if you get back, like they say, if you fall off your bike, you get back on it and go again. If you have an accident in a car mm -hmm. and get back in the car and drive, it's not as difficult as if you leave it a while. And unfortunately, uh, that accident, I was pregnant at the time. I had to be taken to the hospital. My car wasn't drivable. So um, I wasn't able to drive for a while, and then it became where I wouldn't go in the car. I wouldn't go on that road, and I had to have CBT to uh, to do that. And it works because I drive again now. I do avoid that road um, when I can, especially if I'm on my own. But um, I have done it once or twice now. If I've and that right there, that right there sounds to me like the tip the standard definition for an aversion um mm -hmm. avoiding that road um yeah would you consider that a phobia from you or just an aversion like i think it's more of an aversion now definitely the phobia was getting back in the car after the accident and the like the fear of having another accident that was a real phobia because when I um, even considered getting back in the car, my heart was racing. I was feeling sick, um, really, really bad um, palpitations and things. And then with the um, EBT and everything, I started being able to get back in the car, get driving and stuff. But the road is definitely more of an aversion because I don't I don't have a phobia or of that road it's more like to me it feels like not wanting to tempt fate by going on that road because it is a bad road it is a bad slip road and right. then it's more of me not wanting to tempt fate so I avoid that road because I've had an accident on it yeah. and I think that's normal. I think a lot of people do that absolutely and um, aversion isn't, uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have an aversion. Mm -hmm. Um, it can come from many different things. Um, you're, you're describing the car accident situation, um, where now you've got this kind of maybe subconscious aversion to going yeah. down a specific, it's not that you won't go down that road, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, if I have someone with me, I will do it. I'm I'm a bit, like, uh, but I will do it. But I would rather avoid it if I'm on my own. And uh, I know that I have many aversions to things due to previous um, dealings with those things. And um, the saying, once bitten, twice shy, um... It applies to many things with the aversions that I have. And um, I, I can, like, like, I'm not going to, but I could sit and reel off loads of different aversions and things that I have due to having bad experiences with things or having accidents or having had things happen to me mm -hmm. where it's not a phobia, but it's like, I don't want to tempt fate or I don't want to do it again because maybe it triggers a memory that I'd rather avoid. So it's more of an aversion because I don't want to yeah. trigger those memories or those thoughts or tempt fate. And it is like once bitten, twice shy. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that, and that's pretty normal. Uh, mm -hmm. um, other types of aversions. Um, one of the most, <clears throat> I think, frequently or po uh, popular, if you will, for lack of better terms, is um, a food aversion. Um, mm. uh, and this can happen from any kind of bad experience with food. Like if you go out to eat to dinner and you get the chicken and, you know, you've always liked chick th this specific type of chicken. Um, it's And then you get food poisoning, say. And you come home and you have a very rough night. Uh, that the taste of that chicken now, that specific chicken, will trigger those um, that memory of bad experience. And it's not that you don't like chicken altogether. It's just that specific 
spice or brand, whatever it was that you were eating, or maybe it was a sauce that was with it and you can't combine the two anymore. Um, yeah. I have, a, I have a, it's definitely an aversion that when I am taking Thomas anywhere, we don't have Burger King because I was taking him somewhere and we was in somebody else's car and I'd got him a Burger King and within 15 minutes of eating it, he vomited all over this person's car and like I wanted to die of embarrassment and it's being like a standing joke for quite a few years that Burger King and traveling is a no-no because of what Thomas did just absolutely not happening any anymore <laughs> and then like just to joke like every time I take him to London if we go into a hotel like I'm not kidding for the past five years every time I've been to London with Thomas in a hotel has he vomited and I'm like kind of wanting to avoid posh hotels for the fear of not that I could go to many posh hotels but certainly ones that I'd rather not get thrown out of. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Absolutely. So don't want to be like, yeah. Absolutely. Don't want to be uh, embarrassing myself with that again. <laughs> um, and I bring I bring up the the food one because it does seem to be the most popular um, that you hear or that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go at another slide real quick. Yeah. Um, right, okay, let me bring that one up so I can read it properly. So, phobias by age and gender. So, this is a 2019 study. Um, based Results are based on, I'm guessing it's 69,108 unique website votes. And the on the left, 45% are below 18 um forty four percent are between the age of eighteen and thirty four six percent are between the age of thirty five to forty nine three percent are between the age of fifty to sixty four and two percent above sixty five and then on the right uh sixty six percent are female and thirty four percent were male. Are we? Uh, We're seeing a very high rate of female. Yeah. Um, in at least in this study, this was one study, um, we should say, uh, and then between the ages of eighteen to thirty-four seem to be the most. Or no, I'm sorry, below eighteen. Mm -hmm. And I do think that, like, where it says that thirty-four percent are male. Because at the moment, like in the start, we were uh, displaying things for November and Men's Mental Health Month, because I think that a lot of men, um, not saying it's all men, but a lot of men think that they see that, like, mm, speaking about mental health and admitting that there is a problem is something that they shouldn't do, and a lot think that um, they have to be strong, have to be the one that's keeping things going and see that having a mental health problem is a sign of weakness. So sometimes a lot of it's down to that rather than actually having it, they are more um, averse to saying about it. Do you yeah. know? I, I think that may, you might be onto something there. Uh, as far as the uh, male-female side of the graph goes, uh, 66%, that's two-thirds uh, mm. of, of and I, we'd have to take a, a closer look at the study. We could even look at some other studies and kind of average, but 66% um, or two-thirds is a wide gap between the men mm. and women. Um, and is that because the people that were um, questioned um, in the study were, like you were saying, uh, mm -hmm. were the men just trying to be um, heroes or uh, no, mm -hmm. nothing bothers me? Because there is that that sort of, uh, 
what did you call it? Um, not a stigma, but uh, the men feel like they can handle things, and it makes yeah, them feel, feel like, like less of a man. The strong ones, yeah. They've got to be the strong ones, the ones that hold things together, the ones that keep going and are dependable um, for their other half, maybe, or for the family, things like that. Ego, yes, Hattie, ego. Perfect. Yeah. And Hattie also says, I guess I guess I did have an aversion with driving because I had a tiny vertigo attack driving once and it took me a long time not to get nervous driving alone. Um, I would always worry the next vertigo spell would happen. And yeah, that does sound more like an aversion. Yeah. yeah. All right. And we'll move on to uh, our last slide on phobias. Um, yeah, let me bring that one up. So this one is specific phobia treatments. So it's an overview of effect of the put my teeth in an overview of effective specific phobia treatments. So the first one, exposure in vivo, coming in direct contact with the phobic animal object or situation. Um, I've seen people do that actually, like. Um, coming into contact with them. And that's actually something that I was supposed to be doing this year. It wasn't an animal, but it was a situation. Um, I am absolutely terrified of heights and I was going to do the abseil, but unfortunately um, Thomas was taken ill the day before, but that's still gonna happen. I am still definitely going to go head on with my phobia and do that. But uh, anyway, Moving on, so the second one, imagining a confrontation with the phobic animal object or situation. So rather than it being there, you imagine a situation with it. Sometimes they do that in CBT or in therapy where they tell you to imagine a situation or they will talk you through a situation, even though you're not in that situation, like close your eyes, talking you through those situations. Um, number three, cognitive therapy. So as we discussed, CBT, things like that. Uh, replacing irrational thoughts for realistic thoughts about the phobic animal, object or situation. So in the little bubbles, it says the dog will attack, the dog will injure me, I may die. And the dog is curious, the dog wants attention and I will be fine. And number four, progressive muscle relaxation. So re learning the patient uh, to tense and, tense and relax muscle groups in order to learn to relax them by themselves. That's actually something that I did with my CBT. They had, it was kind of like a tens machine that they connect to you and it tenses and relaxes your muscles for you. Um, while they're talking to you, they control the um, the machine so that it tenses and relaxes your muscles at the time that they want and then you do it yourself then like they'll take you through the same situation and rather than them controlling it then you do it um so that actually does help it's a way of distracting as well um again coming down to controlling your body controlling your senses like things that you can like controlling your muscles but then they do like the tapping therapy like like on your things um on your pulse points stuff like that and then um the little graph um at the top is just like before exposure starts exposure exposure and exposure ends so it just shows the peak and the um trough of the having the the phobia and then it says in exposure therapy real or imagination the patient learns that the physical symptoms and emotions will subside after a while and that there is nothing to fear examples in vivo imagination imagine imagination emdr systemic systemic system oh my goodness this is a good one you found one today, didn't you? That I yeah. Systematic desensi desens 
I can't say that. Way. So that one. E EMDR is. Yeah. Um, oh God, I got to remember it now. Eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Yeah. Um, and so systematic desensitization is um, not. It's done another way, not using the eyes. The EMDR is um, the light bar usually, mm. or um, there's other ways they do it with vibrations and stuff. Yeah, um, the but, tapping and stuff as well. Yeah. Like tapping, tapping pulse points. So it's to tap into your uh, mm -hmm. subconscious and other memories that aren't always on the surface. Yeah. And then it says uh, virtual reality, applied tension, and applied relaxation as well in this one. Thank you. Okay. So, um, it looks like Penelope wants to join us tonight. Yeah. Uh, we had a, um, we were up since two o'clock this afternoon. We go on at six on our, on my time. Uh, so she was up for a good four hours. Uh, and I kept her up in hopes that she would sleep through the broadcast. And she slept for 20 minutes and that's it. Uh, but we are teething. Uh, we have a top oh. two now. She's got her two bottom ones that were she was really good with. Hmm. Um, not a whole lot of fussiness, but she's got one coming in on the top now, and it's just given her the business. The top um, one seemed to be the worst, to be honest. I found that with Thomas, but uh, she has an aversion to uh, missing out on the broadcast. Yeah. She normally does pretty well uh, when I can get her to sleep, but teething is uh, no joke on the top, huh? She's even been waking up a little bit in the middle of the night, which she never does. She always sleeps through. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, she can sit here. That's fine. Um, if you're listening to a replay on Spotify or whatever podcast site uh, that you choose, my daughter is joining us on the broadcast. Uh, she just won't be alone in her bouncer right now. Yeah. Uh, but looking at what we just went over here, phobia treatments, again, we always try and put some kind of resolution or um, what can we do about it or how do we manage it type slide in there. Um, very manageable. Uh, it's not an end all for anything, of course. Um, but you do have, it's like anything else, you want to work with medical professionals, uh, maybe get uh, some uh, medicine uh, for anxiety because you, this is, phobias are, are for the most part, a, a very high anxiety type situation when, as it, prefer, as it uh, goes towards mental health. It's an anxiety thing. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, it doesn't elicit any depression, does it? Um, it doesn't elicit uh, or trigger any, well, I guess, you know, it almost probably could uh, fall in PTSD a little bit um, if, if yeah. your phobia is very strong or, or it's PTSD induced maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you, can, uh, you can do uh, many different things, uh, put yourself in situations to try and get more comfortable as long as it's safe, right? Um, we don't want to put ourselves into unsafe situations to try and get over a fear of heights. <laughs> um, we're, that wouldn't be the best of ideas. Um, but mm -hmm. the number one there does say uh, coming in direct contact with the phobic animal, and it's suggesting a dog. Um, yeah, you know, put yourself put yourself in a position to. A safe position, a friendly dog of a neighbor or, or a friend, a uh, family member, um, mm -hmm. try and get more comfortable with it um, and try and work out, um, not work the phobia out because I don't, I think you're, you're always going to have that fear, but mm. uh, you might be able to manage it um, a little better. And then we've talked CBT. Um, and it dives a little bit deeper into the EMDR world and uh, desensitization and all of that, um, yeah. which that 100% needs to be done by a trained uh, 
position in the matter. Um, oh, definitely. There was actually um, a program. I will see if I can find it and put a link to it if it's on like YouTube or something. But it was um, about people's fears and phobias. I need to find out what it was called. And the, I, I remember there was one person, because it was spiders, and I thought I'd love to do this to try and get over my fear of spiders. And they would have uh, the person in the room, and they would start by telling them that there is one in the room next door. And then they would write, be like, okay, and uh, it's in a clear tank, and we're going to bring it in. And they brought it into the room, and they put it uh, so she could see it, but it was nowhere near her. And then it would come closer and then they, they would take the lid off and it would get so that it was progressively, gradually getting closer to her and that the lid was off and then there was a risk that the, it could get out. And then they, they would take it out and put it on the surface near her. And eventually she was actually able to hold it, which I found remarkable. Um, but it was at first she was absolutely terrified of it. And there was multiple different people doing this and i'm gonna try and find it because i found it fascinating to watch but was it um, a, like a was it like a netflix thing or a it was something on the tv here um so it was just a cable program yeah definitely like some sort of um some yeah. sort of tv series or something definitely but, uh, uh definitely try and look into that and uh we can post it up if you find yeah. it, we'll post it up in the Discord. I think it'll um, be really good to watch because I found it fascinating when it was on. It does sound so, interesting. I would like, that would be that would be something that I would watch. Mm. Um, and there was, there was all sorts of different fear. things. Yeah, there was all sorts of different fears and things, and they would have it where some some people would be uh, they would have to like it wouldn't be in a building. They would have to be going out and doing it. Like um, mm. there was one that was um afraid of i think it was something to do with driving after an accident because i i could relate to that one as well and again that they would go um look at the car they would hold the car keys they would get nearer the car they would get them to sit in the car not in the driver's side then they would get them to sit in the driver's side then they would get them to start the engine then they would get them to like do things and eventually get them to drive it and uh, it was it's amazing how they do this process of getting them closer and closer to the uh, phobia and so then be... getting them to overcome that phobia and it really is it was fascinating to watch so i'm going to have to find it yeah i would be interested to see uh, mm. the process there because it sounds like a very uh, uh, it sounds like an interesting watch no, definitely. Uh, definitely. Learn a little more. I'd also be interested to see if they could, uh, or if they have an episode where they work with somebody that's agoraphobic, or as you say, mm. agoraphobia. Agoraphobia in the UK, yeah. agoraphobia here, um, which is the fear of leaving your house, um, an intense fear of leaving your house. Um, that is. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, very traumatic uh, to the person that is afflicted with it. Um, mm. So intense that they they shut down at times and, and completely, um, it, it could be a medical event. Um, but let me take this down now that we're done yeah. talking more about this. Um, but Hattie says, fear of spiders, question mark. How, how do you yeah, overcome? I think, yeah, it's a link. Uh, I'll check that out and see if that's the one. I don't Oh, is that the episode? An episode to it, but it wasn't called that because it wasn't just about spiders. So um, I'll check it out and see. But, yeah, I will uh, I will certainly look for it and find it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, also a quick search on if you if you have streaming platforms, uh, mm. like Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, they usually have very good documentaries on anything. Uh, mm. I, I get lost in a rabbit hole on, like, uh, the last one, this is going to sound kind of gruesome, but I, the last one I got into was uh, Serial Killers. Um, <laughs> I've just been watching the same. 
Yeah. I am I mean, I don't I don't feel bad about it. Like they they make these shows to be watched. It doesn't make you a bad person. But oh, I just dude. the the mental health behind that, what's going on oh, yeah. in the head of a serial killer. Um and listening to I just watched them, the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer one. Though that's very popular right now and I actually yeah. uh that just came out at the tail end of my uh binge on serial killer stuff. Um, but I've always mm-hmm. also been into crime uh, dramas or ca- crime documentaries, yeah. um, the history of crime. Um, yeah, history, all the same. Really, anyway. Yeah, yeah, same, same. I'm, I'm a total uh, nut on those things. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, check out, if you have the streaming services, give them a, a search on phobias. Um, because I, I, until we had started talking about it, I didn't think about that. And that's if you're Maybe into, we could do it as um where we watch together and discuss or something. Like obviously we can't air it on a broadcast, but we could have a watch party and then chat about it after. I guess. Something yeah, that could be do. done in the Discord as well. Um, yeah. Speaking of, while we have a quick moment uh, before we hit this last slide, um, socials. Uh, as always, uh, bio.link slash TMHH, and Hattie will throw all of this in the chat for you guys that are here live. Um, but everything can be found at bio, at our bio link page, which is like a link tree, um, any of those. And uh, we highly encourage everyone listening to at least give us a, a follow in the Discord. Uh, it's a great community, a um, lot of good folks in there. A lot of good chatter, um, and it's very it's it's a safe community, a safe place to open up. Um, yeah. It's it's closed to just us. Um, nobody comes in and just trolls and rolls out, you know. Oh um, no, we don't accept that. Yeah. Um, Naomi's very good at um, keeping an eye on things in there. I think we've only ever had to uh, escort one person from the Discord in all the time we've been going, so we've done pretty well. We're rubbing that on that top. Oh, she's really going with that. <laughs> so uh, I did want to hit one last slide um, before we uh, chat a little bit more about the differences and what have you. And um, again, if you have any uh, phobias or aversions, please throw them in the chat. We can discuss that as well. Uh, but the last slide is about aversion therapy. And this is something that I tried at once uh, with the alcohol um, mm-hmm. the drug called Anabuse. And I don't know if it goes over it in this slide or not, but I'll talk about that more after Gemma goes through the slide. Yeah. Okay. So aversion therapy. Aversion therapy can be used with alcoholics. Alcohol is paired with emetic drug, a drug which causes nausea and vomiting. Over time, the alcoholic associates alcohol with being sick and does not want to drink alcohol anymore. Other drinks, such as soft drinks, are given without the drug so that the person is not uh, conditioned to feel sick to all drinks. Right. So, um, I wasn't 100% sure... You're going you're gonna to go again. They actually did that with, um, when I was having trouble with my overdosing, they actually gave me something that would make me sick to um, yeah. do that with, so that every time I had overdosed, I knew that I was going to be sick. Yeah, and that, that was the idea behind... Yeah, that was the idea behind... The, the drug they have for alcoholics called antabuse, um, it, it, it's, not a, it's not an emetic, um, as that states, which if you don't know what an emetic is, that's a drug that um, specifically makes you uh, vomit. So like syrup of Ipecac, if you remember that, that was an emetic. Um, mm. uh, but antabuse uh, was had adverse effects if you drank alcohol to the point where if it would make you throw up or uh, some reported 
um, like a, a really terrible hangover. Um, but mainly it's thought of with, as, with throwing up. If you drink on this, it's going to uh, make you throw up. And it's supposed to create that aversion to alcohol and help you not want to drink anymore. Mm. Um, which is the ultimate goal of aversion as a therapy is to uh, try and change that bad habit into a good habit mm-hmm. um, or, or just snuff it out, I guess. Um, yeah. That, that's the best I can describe it. Uh, so they do use aversion as a therapy. Um, you, you can also use it with pets uh, if, you, if you're familiar with the shock collars um, or um, trying to think of something else. Uh, maybe maybe the outside fence they have electric fences you don't the dog then is trained to mm. if I bark I'm gonna get shocked um, and of course as with anything um, aversion therapy not just for pets but even for humans comes with its um, pros and cons and its lovers and haters um, yeah so I, I don't know if you want to add to that Gemma um no i think that's covered i know that um i was trying to think of what i was trying to think of something but yeah like definitely with pets and stuff i know there's the um the anti-bark uh the collars things like that um and i know with my cats it's not so much as a if i do this kind of thing it was um an anti um, anti scratching and anti um, anti peeing things, but it did it didn't really do anything to them as such as deter. But it um, yeah, like it definitely used with pets and stuff. But I did have it myself where I was like I went through it with the. Um, with the overdosing and it was it was a syrup it was a thick syrup that they gave me syrup of ipecac was it i don't know but by god did it make me vomit yeah so that used to be the intention of that drug was to get the toxins out of you yeah Um, so if you did ingest something and you used to be able to at least here in America, you used to be able to buy it over the counter. You can't anymore. I don't even know you if they make it. Um, yeah. But it was an older medicine uh, back in the day um, mm-hmm. that that was uh, one of their uh, go-tos for um, at-home pumping the stomach, really. Like, get that stuff out of you. Yeah, yeah. That's That's literally what it was because sometimes I would have to go to the hospital for it, but then other times... Because of my age as well, like my parents had it, and they would give me that so that I would like definitely bring it back up. But I did start associating that with being sick. And I think to a degree, some of that is what triggered my eating problems as well. But um, when we were talking about food aversions as well, um, I was actually force-fed at school uh, mashed potato. So I had this huge aversion to mashed potato for quite a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how something, something happening can cause such aversions. I used quirk guns on my cats to stop bad habits. Now I only have to live the ball. Yeah, that's actually a good thing. I did that actually when um, my cats were scratching, just tiny little, not like much or anything, but it'd be enough to like, nope. Um, but yeah, it's true. You only have to lift the bottle now and they're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and that's a perfect example. Um, yeah, it doesn't hurt them or anything, um, but they know not to do it. And I was certainly Absolutely. not the, the intention. Chemicals. The intention behind aversion therapy is not to harm. Now that's why it mm. probably gets a lot of flack from 
uh, folks, especially with um, animals who can't really say, hey, stop that or that hurts or um, Mm -hmm. there's always uh, controversy when it comes to something like this, especially if it's being used for um, horrible purposes. Um, I, I know back a long time ago, they used to try and treat um, things we didn't know about uh, very well, maybe um, autism or, or something like that um, um, with, with aversion therapy. Uh, and that went, uh, that, that went, that I believe has gone the way of the wind. Um, we don't do yeah. things like that. Or, or um, another one from uh, back, I don't know how long ago, um, but they used to uh, try and treat. I don't. I'm trying to dance very, very carefully because I, I'm not um, a pro. A pro, I'm not a proponent for it. Um, mm-hmm. But if you were gay, um, they thought that they could treat you. Uh, they, yeah. they thought there was a route of treatment um, that something was wrong in your brain and you needed aversion therapy and. Uh, that I'm, that's the kind of stuff that should uh, bring controversy and um, always will, thankfully, yeah. uh, especially today when I feel like we know a lot more. Um, yeah, more I mean, I know for a fact it still goes on, but it definitely, yeah. yeah I mean, like, we don't want to be getting too much into opinions and stuff on here because, like, that's not what it's about. But, yes, it's certainly existed and it still does exist i have actually seen it going on um like online and things things i've seen and it's very very controversial um there are uh like countries religions and things that will do that with many many different things and i know uh you can use it even with children like not to cause any harm or anything, but like right. um, just to uh, as a way of teaching them behavior and things, but obviously not to cause any sort of harm or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, like I said, though, yeah, it, it's the intention of aversion therapy has never been to to inflict mm-hmm. harm on yeah man, human. Uh, animal or any of that uh it, yeah. it was it was all they um had at the time and again mm-hmm. as i said before we didn't know then as much as we know now and how yeah. harmful that may have been uh at the time now aversion mm-hmm. therapy today can still be used in a healthy manner uh and mm-hmm. for um to treat things that actually need treating, for lack mm-hmm. of better um, words, right, Penelope? Yeah. You you see how tired you are. You are about putting a um, positive on a positive spin on it rather than um, like a negative or harmful one, um, mm-hmm. making making the behavior into something more positive rather than causing any sort of harm or causing any harmful behaviors further on. Right. So with that being said, mm-hmm. I think that's a good start uh, for, for this episode. Um, we might revisit later down the road. Please, uh, as always, visit the Discord or any of our socials if you like tonight's episode. We'll put mm-hmm. uh, all the slides in the Discord, um, and then you can continue the conversation with us. Um, let us know if you want more information. Let us know if you want to discuss something further. Um, we enjoy um uh, communicating with you guys in our community and uh, it just makes the show that much better um, as Hattie drops all of our community calendar we'll go ahead and mm-hmm. go through um, tonight uh, I did is Ray here 
raised in chat, yes? Yeah, yes. raised in chat. I did download off of Twitter. I hope you don't mind, but uh, there you go. Uh, one of our moderators here on the Mental Health Hour and a part of our team. Um, yeah. A ray of sunshine, 21 in the chat. There he is right there. Let me bring him up. There he is. A ray of sunshine. Go ahead and give him a follow on here on Twitch. Um, Ray's streaming tonight, his, his show. He's in season three of A Ray of Sunshine. It's just a great show. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern time. He talks about uh, good stories, good vibes. Uh, I'll let him tell you more about it uh, tonight. If you can join in, we highly recommend it. Um, it. It is a good broadcast. He does a great job. And he does, I still say, Ray, those quotes at the end are my favorite part. Penelope's too. Um, and another one of our show's favorite episode or favorite live streams is Catalyst with Jim in Chicago Land. Um, he's usually here with us and uh, in the chat, but he said he's been awful busy at work here lately, working some later night. Gemma, can you take away the last few? Yeah, uh, yeah, I will do. Who've we got? Um, are we? Let me hide that one. So we have um, Ella. Yeah, pop that one up. Uh, let me take. Oh dear, uh, you are expecting me to. Can you do the take the screen thing down? Because I can't do that. <laughs> it's on. I'm on my laptop and my mouse isn't working. But uh, yeah, Ella is uh, usually in sometimes in the broadcast, but she does uh, some late night streaming with her ukulele and puppy cat. And um, the, her website, mybunnyvalentine.com, for all things bunny rescues to help her support the bunny rescues. And the code FIREDUDE15 to save 15% on all your purchases. Um, she uh, goes, I think she goes live like most most days early. Yes, it, late, in the, late in the evening or late in the night. Um, yeah. Usually, late in the night for her, yeah. Um, and then, um, well, we got Blaine and Wilson, Beardo and Weirdo. Did we do that one? No, we haven't. Yeah, Beardo and Weirdo. Yeah, Beardo I'm not weirdo. good at the outro ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Beardo and Weirdo, um, which is uh, Tuesday and Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, like cooking, trivia, games, lots of uh, fun. I usually have to catch the replays because of the time. Uh, promoting positive mental health and sleep. It's uh, past my bedtime. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I usually catch the um, replays. And it's pretty, it's really good fun, really upbeat, really nice community there as well. And then, uh, oh, my own. I am yeah. actually making, um, yeah, I'm actually making a, a quiz. I'm going to be doing a Christmas quiz um, nearer the time to Christmas. But um, I'm going to be doing some crafting this next week. I've got some uh, Christmas crafts, uh, Christmas, Christmas baking, Christmas crafts that I'm going to be doing, giving you some ideas on things to make, uh, some gifts that you can make, some... Um, like with the, with money the way things are, I have some mm -hmm. uh, really good ideas on things that you can make to give people as gifts that are cheap to make but really effective. So yeah. uh, that one, I will be uploading some YouTubes. I am going to be doing more on my YouTube as well. So uh, check that one uh, out. I have a bio link and my Twitch. Um. Are we at the bottom of the... Oh, and Eric, where are we? Eric I, J Gaming. Eric, Eric J Gaming, uh, is there a... No, we don't for... have... But he's on every Monday night. Um, yeah, and Eric, Monday. And Eric, the time in there if it changes, but... Uh, it, I know it's midnight my time, so that would be... Oh, seven Eastern time, I think, because it's midnight yeah. my time. Uh, yeah. There we go. Yep, Eric. 
Naomi's there on fire with all of this. He was a former uh, guest of the show. Yeah, former guest. And um, hopefully he will be sharing his story as well on the website, which I'm going to be uploading very soon. So check out the website. Uh, it's uh, tmhhonline.com. Give that a check out because there's going to be loads more on there. Uh, all the guests are up to date. All the episodes from the guests are up to date, with the last one being John. And um, we're going to be sharing people's stories because not everybody wants to come on live, but mm -hmm. people are wanting to share their stories. So we're putting them on the website so that everybody can be one day, uh, one day we'll get Hattie on here. I I don't doubt that. I um, and we'd love to have yeah. Ray on here as well. Definitely, um, definitely. We need. Anyway, to I'm gonna see if I can get this little girl to go to bed for a little bit. Yes. And, and if uh, anyone has any aversions therapy for a child getting out of bed a million times a night, that would be really useful for me because he still is out of bed and he only had two hours sleep last night. So yeah. All right, guys. Uh, like I said, next week, holiday depression. Keep your eye out for the promo coming soon. And uh, we'll see you guys next. Well, hopefully, we'll see you guys tonight uh, in Ray's broadcast. Uh, that'll be, as it says there, at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern time. Um, thanks again for joining in. Thanks for all the bits, all the subs, all the likes, all the shares, all the follows. And thanks to the replay viewers if you've made it this far. Uh, to listening in and please yeah. uh, feel free to share us out uh, I don't really see anybody to raid that we haven't done a thousand times so I'm going to go ahead and play us out and we'll yeah. see everybody next week yeah. bye guys Until